0: Puthapalli, a small constituency in Kerala's Kotim district, will go to polls on September 5th. But unlike other polls, this by-election has the entire state in its grip, in feverish excitement. Hi, you're listening to On Manorama's Explainer Podcast Newsbreak, a weekly show that breaks down news in a clutter-free manner. This is Harita Benjamin and today we shall look at why the Puthapalli Bipole is a crucial political development in the state of Kerala. Now the Bipole is important for at least three reasons. One, Puthapalli constituency has remained a UDF fortress for the past 50 years or so under the safe hands of veteran Congress leader and former Kerala Chief Minister Uman Chandi. The state, which recently witnessed thousands lining up to pay homage to the late leader, is curious to find if the sympathy wave is enough to help his son Chandi Uman in winning this election. Two, political experts are interested in finding out if Jake C. Thomas, three-time LDF candidate at Puthapalli, will manage to narrow the vote margin and, if possible, turn the tide in his favour. Three, the by-election and its margin will act as a litmus test to the Kerala Assembly elections. So today we have with us three of On Manorama's correspondents to discuss Pudupalis political climate. Ayyapen R, George Puygil and Ragesh G. They have been on the ground covering the election for the past few weeks now. Welcome to the show, all of you. So my first question is to Ragesh. Ragesh, uh, you have been observing Pudupally's voting pattern for many years now. While the LDF is using development or the lack of development in Pudupally as an election campaign issue, the UDF is trying to use the various allegations against the left government to appeal to the voters. What do you think is a better strategy?
1: Hi, Harida. Thank you for having me on the table. Yeah, I have been touring the constituency for the past couple of weeks. And I've been to both the UDF and LDF camps uh, and of course to the uh, BJP's war room also. This time I have been focusing more on election rallies and as you have said, infrastructure development is the most dominating poll narrative in Pudupalli. Now, I must say the credit for that goes to the LDF. Haritha, I I still assume that it's a one-sided election that is happening in Pudupalli this time, primarily because of its context. As we all know, it's happening too soon after the death of Umanchandi. I will elaborate on it if I get another round in the session. But coming back to the development question, I think it was a smart move by the LDF to highlight the perceived backwardness of the constituency in terms of infrastructure development, especially roads and all. And to point fingers at the 53-year long Um, Umman dominance in the constituency. Uh, And uh, as as we have seen in the past, uh, as we have seen during the electioneering, the Congress-led front, the UDF, was indeed forced to address the criticism raised by the LDF, of course, in their own ways. The UDF seems to be desperate to prove the LDF charges are wrong. Its leaders have been listing out the institutions Um, Umman brought to the constituency. Uh, Interestingly, the other day, Congress released a video uh, a vlog, in fact, in which uh, two young leaders, Rahul Mangutati and P.C. Vishnudath, tour the constituency on a bike and flaunts Umanchandis' development works. On the other hand, like you said, the UDF also has been throwing a lot of questions to the ruling front, the CPM-led LDF. The UDF strategy is to keep the memories of Umanchandis' philanthropic approach to his people alive. As well as to inflate or amplify the perceived anti incumbency sentiments. The UDF is actually highlighting six corruption charges against the government, including the latest illegal payment row involving Chief Minister Vijayan's daughter, Vena. It is also highlighting price rise, especially in the wake of Onam festival. To answer your question, I'm not going to judge which one is a better strategy, uh, because I think both are doing what they are expected to do in an election like this. But as for the LDF, like I said in the beginning, it was kind of a smart move to force the UDF to address the infrastructure question, which I think Umman Chandi apparently never had to do when he contested the elections.
0: So uh, thanks, Ragesh. Uh, I think that was quite insightful. Uh, now, are and uh, moving on? Uh, you've trailed both the candidates uh, during your coverage of the Puuppoli bipole, right? So if you were to evaluate the candidates per se, how would you evaluate their campaign strategy and the candidates as such?
2: Uh, Haritha, uh, both of them for me they they came across as very earnest, but in a very but in a very different way. Jake by nature looked very reserved so So we can perceive a slight holding back when when Jake meets with with people uh he has a smile that says i mean are they really interested in me that's the kind of vibe that uh, uh jake gives but then we also know that he sincerely wants to connect with the people chandi on the other hand is relatively comfortable in a crowd but he seems perpetually in a in a dreamy dreamy state at times i've also felt that he he looks lost in a crowd but uh it is with great warmth that he meets people, and even when he speaks only a little like I mean pray for me, he does it with a lot of sincerity so both these both these traits one on the one side there is reserve and on the other side there is this uh, this this careless lacy vibe that that chandi gives both these are very boyish traits, and so both of them came across as very endearing and for me, the most important thing was. Both refrain from excess, cringe-inducing show of familiarity. However, in the case of Jake, he becomes a completely different beast in front of the mic. His oration is something to really crow about. Uh, He he won't make you smile, but he can be rousing. Chandi, like his father, is not a great talker. But but like his father, he is to the point there is not an inch of fat in the sentences that he delivers. Had he not been an excellent communicator, he wouldn't have held the post of the Students' Union president in an elite institution like the Sen Stephens.
0: Ragesh, uh, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, now, Ayipan has mentioned about uh, the nature of the campaign uh, when it comes to Chandi Umin and Jake C. Thomas. So what, according to you, are the political factors favoring Chandi Umin uh, in this election?
1: Yeah, first of all, the so-called sympathy factor, uh, I think it will play an important role in this bypoll. Uh, my gut feeling is that many will vote for Chandi, Chandi women, considering it to be their final vote for women Chandi. Uh, then, as we see, uh, the erosion from the uh, Jacobite votes, which brought down women Chandi's victory margin last time, it is unlikely to happen this time. then, I believe there is an evident anti-incumbency wave which may consolidate anti-Pinarayi votes in favour of Chandu Finally, uh, it will also be important to see how many votes the BJP will poll this time. I hope I am clear enough.
0: Now let's move on to George. Uh, George, you have spoken to multiple voters in Puthapalli during your reporting. So what is the vibe there exactly and could you probably narrate some interesting anecdotes for the benefit of our audience.
3: Hello, Harida. So, uh, the sense I get from Putupalli is this election will be about emotions. Like most elections in India, hard realities of people will take a backseat. In Putupalli Assembly constituency, six of the eight gram panchayats are controlled by the CPM-led LDF. That is, the constituency has a left streak running through it. Yet, Omanjandi was winning comfortably, that is because of his personal charisma, his personal relationship with the voters cutting across party affiliations. When I spoke to voters, especially those who are inclined to vote for the LDF, I sensed that they are litigating with themselves on whom to vote this time. Kerala Congress Mani is a constituent of the LDF, but a party leader told me that his workers We'll be voting for Chandi Umman this time. CPM supporters too, especially the older generation may vote for Chandi Umman, uh, he told me. But for a UDF voter, there is no such confusion. Several voters told me that Uman Jandi used to visit their houses whenever they were in need. But he never came home seeking votes. They said Uman Jandi always invested in people and his son will definitely reap the dividend. To top it, the UDF is extensively campaigning in the constituency. It is a first. All this will help Chandi Uman. Having said that, the issues of the people cannot be ignored. I met one Jose who runs a flour mill in Ayar Kundam Gram Panchayat. He earnestly wished to see Jake win, but he added in the same breath that that may not happen. He has his own grudges. The road in front of his house has been dug up to lay a drinking water pipeline. It has not been repaired for the past one year. He has fallen off his scooter twice and hurt his legs. Across the constituency, roads, especially panchayat roads, were dug up to lay pipelines. In Tirvanjur, one narrow road is shared by Ayarkundam panchayat and Manargad panchayat. The residents on both sides of the road have their own sources of water, but both panchayats have laid two separate pipelines, when one line could have served the purpose. Residents said politicians and officials get commissioned from such work. The worst part, the road has not been repaired for the past one year. Another thing I noticed is the absolute lack of compassion among grassroots politicians. A stark contrast to Umanjandi. For instance, three families in Kongandur have been trying to get a drinking water connection from a pipeline running across the road for the past 10 years. The road is just 7 meters wide. They paid nearly 40,000 rupees to the contractor to get the connection. Neither the Panchayat member nor the Panchayat board has taken up their cause. In the same area, there are 80 houses. 60 of the houses do not have access to tap water. They travel nearly 2 kilometers to wash their clothes and take bath in a stream. Neither the LDF candidate nor the UDF candidate has visited them or sought their votes. The residents said, they will cast their votes, but their problems will never be solved.
0: All right. Uh, so, Ayyapin, this bypoll sets the mood for the assembly polls, which is due uh, in two years, right? And uh, if so, what is the margin of votes required for the UDF or LDF if they want to repeat a victory in the assembly polls?
2: Haritha, coming to the first part of your question, which is the verdict will set the tone for the 2026 assembly elections i would say will it will it set the set the tone i would say yes and no yes uh, in the sense that the result can prompt parties to go for a course correction no because a bipole result however large or low the victory margin is uh, will say nothing about what will happen in 2026 for instance an absolute victory in 2019 lok sabha polls where it turned out to be completely opposite when it when the when the assembly polls happen in 2021 so a bypoll result is not a bellwether it is no sign of anything but then still nonetheless the margin of victory or loss can have immediate consequences short term consequences if the congress say if the congress wins by a margin a narrow margin say anything below 15000 the cpm will see it as, see it as its victory the party would probably argue that it held its own despite the sympathy wave in the wake of Umman Jandi's death. The Congress too will have a lot to lot to introspect. It had everything going for it. There, there was a sensational uh, corruption charges against the chief minister and his family. Then there was a crumbling economy. Then the, the, the rise in prices and the shortage of essential goods during Onam. And on top of it all, the unquestionable love the people of Pudupally had for Manjandi. Even after all this, the Congress loses or has a lower margin, that is below 15,000. The Congress should consider itself in deep trouble. The Chief Minister will also find it easy to swat aside difficult questions. And more importantly, the CPM can establish itself as the party of development. It will replace Congress as the party of development in Kerala. Now, on the other hand, if the Congress wins by more than 35,000 or 40,000 votes, there would be pressure from within the CPM to address the corruption issue. A huge mandate for the Congress should be seen as a sign that the voters have smelled a rat. The Chief Minister and his party can ignore this only at the upper.
0: All right. So it remains to be seen how uh, the election is going to fare. But I think uh, most of us are pretty sure how uh, the polls are going to turn out. Uh, and with this, uh, we come to the end of today's uh, discussion. Thank you so much, Ayapin, uh, Ragesh and George for joining us today. Uh, this is On Manorama's Newsbreak and explainer podcast which is produced by Harita Benjamin with technical production by Idea Brew Studios. It comes out every week and is available on all podcast platforms. Do follow on manorama.com for more updates on Puthaparli and more.